0: From beyond the Adarim Holomag, I'm Lana Slock, and you're listening to Beings of the Galaxy. When I was six, I couldn't commit to a dress for Life Day festivities. And I think that's the day my commitment issues began. Unfortunately for me, these issues are quite difficult for a being who hopes to one day find a lifelong partner because, you guessed it, That requires commitment. But what if you enter into a relationship with someone, and down the road, they reveal their true selves, and you realize they aren't actually the right one, and you've made a terrible mistake? Yes, I know, hearing myself say that, it would appear I, Lana Slock, am afraid of commitment. Now, I understand the meaning of commitment is that when those annoying traits come out in a person... Because you've made a commitment to be with them, you choose to stick it out. Please do not mistake my words as saying commitment means staying in a harmful relationship with an abusive partner, though. That is not what I'm saying at all and never something I would ever advocate for. I simply mean, in relationships, that commitment means the longer you are with a person... The more you learn about them, specifically all the annoying things about them, you should try to work through those issues because you've committed to them. But what if you can't? What if you've grown so far apart from a person that you don't think you'd ever be able to find your way back to the relationship you once had with them? And what if you're the one who's at fault because of all the awful, difficult things you know to be true about yourself? careful, blueness. We're not turning beings of the galaxy into your own personal therapy session. But it's true. Even though I love the idea of finding one being to spend the rest of my life with, I'm usually the one to sabotage all chances of said relationship. And one of the excuses I often make to myself is that the process of finding a partner is more painful than ripping out my fingernails. I hate it. I hate Hollow Apps. Hate first dates. Hate the small talk that comes with first dates. Hate second dates. All of it. So I always end up pulling myself out of the dating game early, resigning myself to always be alone, even if I don't actually want to be alone. It's why I resonate so deeply with Jaythi's story. After drinking an entire bottle of wine during a particularly lonely night, I found myself scrolling on the Hollow Net, looking for advice to deal with those commitment issues. I stumbled across Jaythi's Hollow blog, Love Without Limits. Curious, I clicked on her page and began to read about how she too had her own commitment issues, but learned to overcome them with the help of her husband, Bear. The two had met on a dating holo app, but their first date was a bit unconventional due to Jaythi's self-preservation tactics, bringing a holo recorder to all her first dates. As a way to illustrate the beginning of her commitment journey, Jaythi posted the recording on her blog. And cuddling my bag of chocolate mix close, I pressed play.
1: You were serious about recording this? Why wouldn't I be? Oh, I don't know, maybe because it's a first date? Uh, Do you record all your first dates?
2: This is what it says on my profile, I mean, the one you swiped right on. Remember?
1: Yes, of course I remember. I just- (laughs) I just thought it was a joke. Like, some quirky thing to make you seem different from all other girls.
2: (sighs) Not like other girls. Really? You- you had to use that line?
1: I didn't- I didn't mean to, okay? I read your profile and I made an assumption, clearly the wrong one, and now I think we're off to the wrong start, which I'm realizing you're fully capturing on tape because that's been recording this whole time, hasn't it? Yep. Perfect. So, how does this work?
2: You've never been on a date before?
1: Not one with a third party who's taking notes.
2: You'll forget about it. Just focus on me. Ask me a question.
1: Why do you record your first dates? (laughs)
2: Not that question.
1: you expecting me to ask a different one?
2: I hoped you might.
1: Let me guess. All your dates ask the same first question.
2: They do indeed. I wonder why. Beats me. Look, let me just get to the point. I'm kind of the worst person in the galaxy, okay? I'm not an easy person to be around. I'm difficult to date. I got a lot of issues. Unresolved trauma. The lot. If you wanted to go down this road with me, it would mean a lot of fighting. Probably. You might cry a lot. I don't cry, like, ever. Especially not in front of people. Ew, gross. You might end up hating me for wasting your time, probably will spend a few good years in therapy talking about how much I messed up your life, and then you'll find another nice girl, less crazy, and you'll settle down with her forever and be thankful for all the lessons you learned being with me first. Got it?
1: You didn't answer my question. Assurance... What exactly do you need to be assured of?
2: Oh, I don't need to be assured of anything. It's more for you, so when you realize I'm not kidding when I say I'm a difficult person, I can hit play and you can be reminded I told you exactly who I am right up front.
1: That's very thoughtful of you.
2: Probably the only thoughtful thing I'll ever do in our relationship.
1: I appreciate it. In advance, of course. Of course. I do have a couple follow-up questions, though. Please. If you know how difficult you are to date, then why do you try to date?
2: Doesn't everyone deserve a chance at true happiness?
1: Sure, but if you scare true happiness away with your very direct speech, which I'm assuming you give to all first dates?
2: Every single one.
1: Aren't you scared you could ruin your happily ever after?
2: They will get ruined eventually if they're the wrong one. Might as well get it over with at the very beginning.
1: Before you get attached, right?
2: (sighs) Not many people can handle the real me. Says who? Says, well, I just know, okay? I have to live with me, and it's hard, so I don't know. I guess I'm just sparing other people the difficulty of living with me, too.
1: Then why are we here? Why swipe right? Why agree to meet me? Why a first date if you don't actually want a second or a third?
2: Because I do want a second and a third and a fourth and many more. I, I just don't think it's in the stars for me, because... Well, you heard everything I had to say, and I've ruined this one already, haven't I? I, I'll go. It's fine. You don't have to deal with this. It's Uh, No,
1: wait, wait. Don't turn it off.
2: And have you both decided what you would like to drink for this evening? Oh, uh, I, um, I'll just have a glass of Utha Ale.
1: Fizzy water, please.
2: Got it. I'll be right back. Fizzy water. I don't drink. Oh?
1: My mom drank too much. So did her dad and his dad and almost everyone before, it seems. I've seen it destroy too many people in my family, so I won't even try it.
2: It must really suck to never be able to get drunk or high.
1: Oh, no, I get high. Very high. So high. (laughs) (laughs) So why the speech?
2: I think it's pretty self-explanatory.
1: No, I want the real answer. From you. Don't worry, I've got a really good therapist.
2: My parents fought a lot when I was a kid. Messed me up, clearly. Leading up to it, whenever I heard them fighting, it was always about me. Fighting over my school events, sports, who was the better parent, on and on. I was an only child. Didn't have a sibling to share the burden with, so I had to carry it alone. I'm sorry. Hmm. Not your
1: fault. I know, but still.
2: Well, after a particularly bad blow-up, I had enough and thought, maybe I could fix it. Maybe if I was extra perfect, they'd get back together. Well, you of course know how this story ends, considering the speech I gave you at the beginning of this date.
1: They separated.
2: They separated and left me wondering what, what was wrong with me that would send them running for the opposite ends of the galaxy. And ever since then, every single time a, f- a friendship went wrong or a teacher became disappointed in me or a person broke my heart, I convinced myself it was because of all the things, all the bad things about me. Everything that was wrong about me that justified people leaving me. It's just gotten to the point where I guess that's all I can see about myself. All the bad and none of the good.
1: Can I tell you something, Jaythi?
2: By all means.
1: I don't think you're difficult. I don't think you're one of the worst people in the galaxy. I work for a senator. Trust me, you're nowhere near as bad as them. I think you're actually really empathetic. And I have a heart that loves deeply. Like like the insane kind of love. Very few beings in the galaxy are capable of sharing. It's a gift. And I think it's very beautiful. And very good. We often see ourselves as far worse than we actually are. It's a way of justifying that we're deserving of being treated badly. That we're not worthy of love or whatever else. But we are. All of us, including you.
2: That's a nice sentiment.
1: It's not a sentiment, it's the truth. You just have to believe it. I'd like to. That's a start.
2: And here's the Utha ale. Thanks so much. And one fizzy water. Thank you. So what about you, Jedi Master? You got a speech meant to send me running for the Outer Rim?
1: I might. Something about a desperate need to be liked by everyone and a crippling fear of abandonment.
2: Ooh, juicy. Let's hear it. Hmm, I don't think so. Boo, I just told you my deepest, darkest secret. On the first date. On record, no less.
1: Uh, Don't worry, you'll hear it. I just think I'll save it. For the second date. Deal. Make sure you bring your recorder.
2: For assurance?
1: For assurance. Yours, of course. Not mine.
0: I'm pretty sure I cried the first time I listened to Jaythe and Bear's recording of their first date. Granted, a big part of that was probably the overwhelming loneliness heightened by the alcohol, but still, it sounded like the most perfect romantic comedy hall of It, didn't it? <laughs> Jokes aside, I didn't realize how important it was for me to hear the recording, to hear Jaythe's honesty. It was in that moment I realized my fear of commitment was born from a place of insecurity about who I am. A fear that I might be the one to ruin the relationship, and maybe my partner wouldn't be able to stick it out and instead leave me. So, if I hid behind a list of arbitrary reasons why commitment was, for lack of a better word, stupid, Then, I would never have to be vulnerable and face the bad and ugly side of me that would send someone else running for the other side of the galaxy. When I reached out to Jaythe to request permission to share her recording on Beings of the Galaxy, I also asked her for some advice on how to reconcile all my insecurities bubbling to the surface that kept me from finding a partner. Jaithi was incredibly gracious. I could tell, as she looked at me, she saw her younger self. She said to me that the path to entering a healthy relationship where both partners are committed to each other requires trust and honesty. The two were the foundation to healthy commitment, for once trust was established, then one could be honest with the other, trusting they wouldn't go running for the other side of the galaxy. But that was easier said than done, she recognized. And she and Bear hit many bumps along the way. but there does come a point when you also need to trust in yourself that you did find the person you want to spend the rest of your life with. And when you do, you'll do everything in your power to make it work. Her advice has definitely helped. And though I still haven't found the being I want to commit to building a life with, I am putting myself out there, finding ways to move past my self-preservation methods. And I consider that a personal win. I'm really thankful to Jaythi for sharing her story because I was able to see my own struggles more clearly in hers. Sure, her honesty and vulnerability were instruments in her relationship with Bear, but her honesty also helped me and countless others struggling in our romantic pursuits. And I think she knows that, or why wouldn't she post the recording if not to help others? We're all struggling with some really big, really overwhelming stuff. And sometimes we don't know how to verbalize what we're feeling. And it can be scary getting to a place where we don't know what to do anymore. But when we see someone else sharing what they're going through, and it happens to be exactly what we're going through, that validation, well, it's powerful enough to set you down the path you had been searching for to a place where all the really big stuff shrinks into something you can face head on with confidence. Thanks for joining me, Lana Slock, your host for another episode of Beings of the Galaxy, a Beyond the Outer Rim Holomag production, bringing you the stories of the everyday people who make up our galaxy far, far away. We'll see you next time.